0: Hello everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talks. Today we are lucky enough to be joined by our guest Hirimi Samarakoon from Australian Super, who is going to be talking about her experience as an investment analyst and how her studies and work experience led her to this career. We are also joined by Julia Down, our co-president at Banking on Women. Hi everyone. Thank you so much Hiromi for your time today. We really appreciate it. Would you be able to begin with telling us a little bit about yourself, your passions in life and your career and journey?
1: Thanks so much for having me. Um, so, as you mentioned, my name is Harumi Samarikun and I'm currently an analyst, um, graduate analyst at Australian Super. Um, I'm working in the asset allocation and research team. I'm focusing uh, mainly on macro research. Uh, so, around a year and a half ago, I graduated from Monash University with an economics degree uh, with honours. And during uni, I did a few different internships, um, ranging from consulting to doing uh, water regulation. And before I actually started Australian Super, I worked in the Deloitte Access Economics macro team uh, for a year. Um, and... I really enjoyed my experience there, but I always knew that I wanted to do something related to investing and exploring the the relationship between economics um, and good investment decisions. Um, I'm really passionate about sensible economic policy that supports growth for everyone, um, women's rights um, and also the role of um, big data. um, Outside of that nerdy stuff, I absolutely love plants, interior design and Netflix a little bit too much.
2: Oh, Thanks for sharing that. That's really cool. Um, You mentioned that you have an economics background. What motivated you to move to a career in finance and more specifically investments?
1: So I think traditionally for anyone who studies economics, it's really the route of, you know, public policy or, you know, economic consulting um, and not many people f- think and go down the route of um, using, you know, economics in finance. Um, so first few years of, of uni I definitely didn't even think about um, finance and I did no finance courses or anything um, but in my honest year um, I did uh, a thesis related to um, economic policy and it was really interesting but I sort of thought why not I challenge myself, all I've learned is policy, and maybe I can actually use all of these these concepts um, in the finance world. So um, that's what really drove me um, to do an internship at Australian Super, just to see how it felt like. Um, I was actually put in the infrastructure and portfolio construction teams, and they were really interesting, but um wasn't, a lot of economics used um, on a day-to-day basis. Um, so I, when, when starting my uh, grad role, I, I sort of said, yeah, it'd be really good if I could continue on this economics um, Sort of uh, trajectory, um, and potentially get some experience in in other forms um, of investing. But yeah, definitely just sticking in that economic sphere. Um, but you know, in this graduate rotation, I'm not sure where I'll go um, next year. I might go to equities, I might go to infrastructure. But um, I'm really enjoying enjoying it at the moment. Um, and so yeah, we'll see see what happens.
0: Thank you. Um, and have you found it challenging to learn about finance on the job? I definitely
1: still have a lot to learn. Um, I was pretty worried coming in um, because, as I mentioned, I haven't done any finance units or anything. Um, so it was it was quite terrifying. Um, and look, I it hasn't been too difficult actually. I think my team is really supportive um, and when you're immersed in that environment every single day, at the start, it, it's a bit of a shock, but every you become accustomed to everything. Um, also, when I came in, I sort of just put pressure on myself to be at that level of everyone around me um, and at, at one point I just thought, no, that, like that's just unreasonable, I'm still a grad, I'm still learning and once I started having that positive Sort of perspective, um, and I stopped being too hard on myself. I actually felt that I was learning more, um, and it wasn't—it was getting easier and easier.
2: Oh yeah, that's really cool. I think sometimes we feel that we're kind of boxed into working in the field in which we study. So it's a really unique experience to think that you studied economics and now you work in a very finance-based role. I guess, especially being in the macro team, you'd be able to use your economic skills a lot more. But do you think that studying economics has given you
1: somewhat of a special edge? Um, I like to think so. Um, I think, uh, like, everyone in the finance world has obviously some understanding of of economics and it's not that, you know, I had, like, a really specialised understanding. You know, I I just did, like, the the year at Deloitte and um, during uni. Um, But I think it's sort of... When you're reading something or reading some analysis, it's really like trying to pick out the story out of that and seeing how that links to the broader economy. Um, I guess for finance, um, people who have specialised in finance, it's really about you know numbers and and growth and things like that. Whereas because I'm from an econo- economics background, I really look at the key drivers behind that. Um, and I think that gives me a little bit of a better perspective. Um, and there is like so much crossover between the two as well, a lot more than I I really thought. Um, I'd probably do like more research-based things now than I did in my, my previous role, um, specifically about, you know, potential growth in different economies. And it's really providing that research that the other investment um, – Teams like equities sort of takes and uses in in, in their investment process. Um, so I, I do think it, it's definitely helped, and yeah, no regrets in, in doing it at all.
0: Fabulous. Um, we were just wondering what a typical day would
1: look like for you. So, given the current crisis, um, the, the coronavirus, um, my day has definitely differed from what it usually was before this all sort of happened. Um, but every day, it typically starts with just, you know, opening the terminal, looking at um, the news flow, um, looking at the economic calendar um, to see if anything's been released overnight. We've got a few chart packs that, um, as a grad, I sort of update and um write a little piece and send across to everyone um, and then from time to time we'll get special research projects that um, other teams are requesting about certain countries um, my boss might also have some sort of unique um, tasks uh, the CIO regularly contacts our team just to you know get get a better understanding of, of different things that are happening um, now, all of the work basically is, it revolves around the virus, obviously. Um, so, as, as soon as I um, get, log on, I look at fiscal stimulus that, is, that has maybe come through, any monetary policy that's come through, and we've got um, a bit of a dashboard going. Um, looking at activity data, um, that's a little bit more um, high frequency compared to the official um, economic releases because they're a bit lagged, and uh, looking at virus data as well. Um, so it, it it normally, yeah, consists of, you know, trying to get a handle of what's happened and then if I've got some ongoing projects, but definitely from time to time we'll have different research requests and it takes a bit of getting used to, I guess, to prioritise what's, what's most important. Um, yeah, that's, that's basically it.
2: Yeah. It sounds like your day is very correlated to the market and what's actually happening on a day-to-day basis, which is really interesting and very unique, Um, But in terms of what it's like on a normal kind of period, instead of just in the working from home coronavirus situation, do you normally work in teams a lot then as well? Or is it more kind of individual tasks and then putting it all together at the end?
1: So it's definitely a mix. Um, Our team is quite small. Um, uh, So mainly it sort of starts with my manager having a project given to him and then he'll maybe like allocate the tasks between us. And then, yeah, we just sort of do like discrete parts of of a big project and then someone sort of collates it together. Um, And there are moments where, you know, you just sit in a room and and talk with another person just to get a few ideas out there. And, um, yeah, work is definitely always split. and there is some collaboration um, at times as well. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a mix um, and each day is different. Um, I think in bigger teams, um, you might have sort of more collaboration or, yeah, I'm not sure. I think it really just depends on the, on the project. Yeah. Um, and how do
0: you think a day in the life differs between an analyst that works in different asset classes, for example, like those working in either equities or those in credit or unlisted assets?
1: Um, I think that yeah, definitely is crossover in terms of just getting engaged with what's going on um, in the news and and like even yeah, economic stuff. Um, but I think. Their day would be a little bit more focused, as in, in equities, you're either in sort of global equities, Australian equities, um, in fixed income, you might be in EM, um, uh, like currency or particular types of currency. So there's, their day would be very focused on a particular, on their particular sector. Um, whereas my day is a little bit more varied. Um, because I sort of focus on the US, China and um, Australian economies. So um, I think they would probably gain a little bit more like in-depth knowledge about their sector, um, obviously, because they're basing investment decisions on that. Whereas um, I'm sort of like floating at the top, just sort of giving that high level information um, that might, might guide their decision making. Okay, no, thanks for that. And just to confirm for
2: our listeners, by EM, do you mean emerging markets? Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, just wanted to yeah, there's check a lot of lingo.
1: <laughs> there's so much lingo um, in, in this field. Like the first day um, that I started um, reading one of the papers, I honestly didn't know what anything meant. So, yeah, um, now I just, it just becomes part of your vocab. Yeah. Um, And just
2: like another thing that I guess a lot of people think saying the word analyst is a very broad term and it can apply to a lot of different industries. I mean, across like big four and then the banks and then in an investments role. How do you think working as an analyst at Australian Super differs to a lot of different analysts role, whether that be in different asset managers or
1: in completely different analyst type positions? So I think the main driving force um, is the fact that Australian Super is a super is a yeah superannuation fund. So we have money coming in to us that and we have to invest um, for the benefit of Australians and it's a long term investment. Whereas other brokers um, and other investment banks. Um, there's like sort of two sides of the business as in there's a sales side and then there's, you know, the investing, investing side. Um, So I, I think that it would be a little bit more like sort of high paced and um, the investing is done, I guess, for the short and medium term. Um, And because of that, they rely on, on, you know, volatility of markets and things. Whereas here it's like take something quite big as in the virus to really shift our um, investing, where we're investing, I guess. Um, And even then we try to stick to pretty solid um, sort of asset allocation sort of breakdown. um, And we're trying to hit those really long-term targets. Um, So I feel like it's a little bit more structured, a little bit more slowed down um, and potentially a little bit more in-depth. So, yeah, it it really just depends what environment you sort of thrive in. As in, I really like this sort of structured, slowed down, sort of like intellectually driven um, decisions Um, and also the mix of getting stuff out, such as like those economic releases out really quickly. Um, But, you know, if you want to be in a more fast-paced environment, um, you know, having to pick up a variety of different skills then then maybe you know other places might might work for you but um yeah th- there's definitely a crossover um in terms of the core work that you're doing um, i think the speed might be a little bit a little bit different but um yeah I, i've never really worked in um in, in any other investment um place except for aussie super so um yeah i'm not too sure Thanks, Hiromi.
0: Um, So we have touched a little bit on what your typical daylight looks like for you and how it might have changed quite a bit given the environment at the moment. So going back to this a little bit, um, how has your average day changed recently given the volatility in markets and working from home?
1: So, working from home definitely has some pros and cons. Um, main pros, you no know, commute time and not having to get, you know, all dressed up and uh, in, in the mornings and more sleep and things. But a bit of a con is that I feel like there's a more of a blur between your work life and your personal life, as in when you go to the office, um, when you come home, it's clear that your work is done and then you can just go on about things. But I guess working from home, your productivity is sort of hit a little bit because, um, you know, you've, you've got all, it's, you're, you're in your home, as in there's not many people around you. And um, it, it's hard to fall into that trap of just saying, oh, like I've got so much time, as in, you know, I've got the whole night or whatever to, to get this done. Um, so that's something that I've had to um, really learn about quite quickly. Um, and I think just now I'm finally you know getting into into a good practice and now I like started wearing my work pants like even though um I'm still at home because that's sort of forcing me to um just think that I'm you know in a work environment and 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 that's actually kind of helped with with my productivity and getting things out um as quick as possible and trying to sort of make it as as similar to, to going into the office um but like in terms of of connectivity with teams as in we've got Um, daily uh, calls and um, there's more of a push for for video calls as well. Um, So that's really helping with sort of that disconnect that you feel but as a grad just coming in um, it's definitely been a strange experience um, because this is the time where you really connect with your team but I think that um, that's that's still happening um, uh, through you know online online ways.
2: Yeah I think it'll be really interesting to see how when everyone you know, hopefully one day does go back to normal if we still keep a number of these practices, like occasionally working from home or video calls instead of in-person meetings. It'd be something interesting to keep an eye on. Yeah, I guess in terms of working as an analyst, we hear a lot about the technical skills that are required in terms of, you know, actually understanding the work. But what do you think about the soft skills that are required? Do you think that they're different that may be required in terms of working as, as an analyst at Australian Super as opposed to at a bank or another place? Or do you think that technical skills are just as important as soft skills or how do you see that balance
1: kind of playing out? Um, I think that soft skills are really Underrated. Um, I'd say that you know technical skills are really important. Um, don't get me wrong, and um, you know your, the technical learning you you, you do um, while at university is great, and it really prepares you for having to learn you know new concepts and, and adapt to something really fast. But honestly, I've had to learn so much on the job, and you sort of forget what you learn anyways at, at uni, and it is really learning how to learn and. The key thing for me is just having that passion to learn and really give it a go um, and, you know, trying to do the best that you can. And I'm not sure whether that's like a soft skill or, or, or a technical skill, but it's more sort of your attitude um, to. Getting something done and 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 yeah, having that positive attitude that you know I, I can learn this and, and drawing on from um, the people around you and in order to draw around from the expertise around you, you definitely need to have those soft skills. Um, you need to be you know friendly to your colleagues. You need to communicate with your your team if you've got a lot of um, deadlines on and you might not be able to meet something. So I think they really like play hand in hand um, and yeah, soft skills are just incredibly. Important um, and, and yeah, just just in communicating, t- um, even yeah, communicating technical stuff um, like getting to the point and um, your written things as well. So yeah, they're they're really really important.
0: So you've talked a lot about um, maintaining um, a passion to learn and for our listeners of Botox, um, we'd like to ask finally if you have any content recommendations for our audience um, that you think helps keep this positive attitude, especially during this volatile time. So have you been like reading, listening, watching anything interesting lately?
1: Um, so I listen to a lot of podcasts. So I used to do that on, on the train going into work. So I've sort of kept that up. Um, I really like podcasts from the Graden Institute. Um, they look at some really interesting topics. Um, and The Economist um, Intelligence Radio is also really good. Um, I love Netflix and I watch a lot of documentaries on there. Uh, Dirty Money on Netflix is really, really good. Um, and, yeah, other than that, I really yeah, just like ABC News and all of that stuff from time to time. Um, but um, I think it's important. Well, it's it, it's good to keep on top of things, but, you know, during this time, you don't need to, you know, stress yourself out that you need to know everything about everything and learn a new skill and, and things like that, as in it's hard enough. Um, being away from from friends, potentially your family. So um, it's important to just just take it easy and and, yeah, not too much, not put too much pressure to, you know, learn new skills and things like that.
2: Yeah, thanks. I'll definitely be checking out that one on Netflix. I must say I do watch a bit, but not normally so many documentaries. Thanks so much for joining us today, Hirumi. It's been so great chatting. Um, I think, well, I hope that all of our listeners will find your insights into working at Australian Super invaluable and a really unique experience. So, thank you very much. And thanks, Hilary, for joining us as well. So, thank you for everyone who's listened and hope to see you tune into the next podcast. Bye.